everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in every aspect of your life. If the truth be told, everyone wants to live a good, healthy and vibrant life. But I'm here to tell you that a vibrant life is grown on purpose. It just doesn't happen by accident. So, no matter who you are or where you are in life, whether you are a businessman, a church leader or a housewife, this podcast will challenge you and all your organization to grow intentionally towards your God-given purpose. My name is Justin Duro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-hosts, Robin Aldea. Hello, podcast listeners. We are so excited to come to you today. We are almost done with Growth Week for this month. I can't believe it. I'm I'm kind of sad that it's coming to an end, but at the same time, I know that what we've spoken about so far is so much to take in and digest. And I'm just so excited for, for you guys, for you listeners to really take this to heart and, and do some growing in the next month until we meet again. But um, yeah, today is not goodbye. We've got two more sessions left. So um, yesterday we spoke about something that was so interesting, addressing the elephant in the room. And we kind of got into, you know, how important it is to have a growth environment or rather a healthy growth environment because the truth is is that growth thrives in conducive environments if you don't get the environment right you're never going to get growth right and so one of the keys to intentional growth and I think a lot of people get tripped up here but one of the keys is to refuse to be held captive by the environment that you naturally find yourself in and I think we see this a lot because a lot of people will say hey but I was born in a less privileged home I was born on the wrong side of the tracks or whatever but the truth is is that you don't need to stay there you don't need to let that determine your growth that you don't need to let that determine where you are going in life and I love the story of Joseph from the Bible, from Genesis. Um, You know, Joseph never would have been able to save nations um, if he hadn't been positioned to do that, if he hadn't changed his environment. And to be honest, he didn't want that change. You know, we know the story from his father's house. He went into the pit. He was thrown into a pit. He was sold as a slave and he went to Potiphar's house. And from Potiphar's house, he was thrown into prison. And then, you know, from there, he arrived at the palace. So it was a long journey for him of, you know, a lot of environment changes, a lot of growth happening in those various environments. And so the point of what I'm saying is that if your environment is not conducive for growth, you need to change it. So Pastor Jay, um, I love today's conversation. I think that it is so important. So why don't you get us started with some tips around growth environments? People underestimate, Robin, the significance of environments. And I remember we were sharing around the table how sometimes you can find yourself looking so good and flourishing and prospering and you don't realize that you are doing so well simply because you're in the right environment. And so you can remove yourself from the right environment and go join the wrong environment. And all of a sudden, what seemed to be flourishing in a previous organization or previous environment, as we are calling them, is now dead. Or you can be so gifted, but if you're in a bad environment, you will never uh, become all that God wants you to be. So 
I'm going to give you some quick tips on your growth environments. Here's one I like the most. You know what? If in your environment you're the smartest person, then your environment is not conducive for your growth. Growth environments are where people are smarter than you. They are always challenging you to keep growing and becoming better. Another one I also like, Robin, is that you grow in proportion to the environment you are in. And every time I think of this uh, thought or concept, I think of the koi fish. They say that it it can adapt to whatever environment you put it in. If you put it in a a small fish tank, it's not going to grow. But if you put it in a pond, it grows in proportion to the size of that pond. So we need to be very, very uh, careful that we don't uh, limit our growth because we are in a limited environment. And growth begins with a decision to change your environment. So many people will blame their environment and make it about, I don't have this, or I wish I was born in that environment. But you uh, are responsible for your own growth, and we must never abdicate that uh, responsibility to somebody else. Yes, Pastor Jay, 100%. You are responsible for changing yourself. It starts with that decision, which then leads to you just taking responsibility of your own growth. And so I think this is so important to note. If you change yourself and not your environment, growth will be slow and difficult and painful. And honestly, I've been there. I've been um, in a, a place quite a few times actually where I'm like, Hey, I'm changing myself. I'm doing what I need to do to grow. But then the the environment has not been conducive to that growth. And so I get frustrated. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. I feel like all I'm experiencing is pain and frustration. And so I know that part, um, you know, and then the other side of it is if you change your environment and not yourself, growth will still be slow, but it won't be as difficult it will be Mm. less difficult because growth will happen more organically because the truth is your environment is that powerful Mm. it's that powerful that even if you are not wanting to change if you are in an environment that is healthy that is conducive for growth long enough you will find yourself slowly but surely changing and then obviously the you know the golden one is to change yourself and your environment. This is where growth is going to be the fastest. It's going to be the most successful. Obviously, if you are determined to change yourself, if you are determined to find the best environment for you to grow in, it's only obvious that you are going to just become better and better and better. And you know, um, Pastor Jay, I love Israel. You know this about me. I've been there (laughs) twice. It is one of my favorite places in the whole world. And I think one of the things that I just love about them is how committed they are to growth and to change and to keep innovating and just becoming the best, you know? Um, One of the things about Israel is their agriculture. You know, they are mostly desert. More than half of that land area is desert and the climate and the lack of water resources just don't favor growth and farming and all that kind of stuff only 20 percent of that land is actually arable Mm. so but if you look at what they are doing with agriculture you know the engineering the science behind their agriculture they are growing some of the best produce around the world people are um, importing it all around the world and so for me that says you know they saw that that environment was not conducive for what they wanted to do but they determined that they were going to do what they needed to do to change it to make it conducive for Mm. growth 
Wow, that's powerful. Hey, I'm always moved by stories where people in seemingly bad environments tend to thrive while others are, are blaming their environment. Others are thriving in terrible conditions because they created the right environment. And so now when we think of the right environment, Robin, playing along to your agricultural concept from Israel, an agricultural environment has got three qualities. It has to have the right soil, it has to have the right air and the right climate. And those are the things that Israel does well in uh, in creating. They know how to create those things. So the right so- soil simply speaks of what nourishes you. The right air speaks of what keeps you alive and the right climate speaks of what can sustain you. And those, those are the kind of things that we want to make sure are in our environment. And so we want to just quickly look at some of the things and ask ourselves these important questions. What nourishes me in my current environment? And if you don't know what nourishes you, we're going to use these clues that we're going to give you to just maybe just check and say, do any of these things really move me? Do they nourish me? Will they sustain me in this season? So there are a few that we're just going to just throw out there. And I want to start with music, Robin. It's a proven fact that music is powerful and everyone alive enjoys music, some form of music. We might not all listen to the same type of music, but music is that powerful. And it's now a scientific proven fact that music has the power to enhance your life or to destroy your life. So if you're listening to the wrong music and you're listening to a lot of uh, junk and you wonder, why am I not growing? I want to see fruit in my life and yet you cannot see any growth just because of the music. Mm. What what sort of music are you listening to? Oh, well, I think this has really um, been an area that I've been challenged in so much because I never used to think that it mattered, you know, yeah. what kind of music you listen to. And, um, you know, just this conversation reminds me of someone that I know who, um, you know, they went through a bad breakup. And all they could do was listen to depressing, (laughs) soppy, you know, music. And it took them a really long time to get over it to a point where I actually spoke to them and I said, hey, I don't think this is helping. This is not helping you to grow. It's not helping you. You are creating actually an environment that is not conducive for your growth. And so, you know, um, eventually they took it to heart. Uh And I I remember it was a couple of months ago, they came to me and they said, hey, I've actually stopped listening to that kind of music. And I wasn't surprised because I'd seen a change in their attitude and their demeanor in just their joy level. Mm. So for me, um, I 100% know that music is something that can lift you up. And so listeners, you need to ask yourself what music lifts me up. As a youth pastor, I remember that's the bone of contention in ministry. You tell youngsters, hey, change your music, listen to better music, and they will fight with you. But the moment they finally do, they'll come back and say, wow, it's amazing. My life is really radically changed. Um, yeah, so what What else? Another super important area that can nourish you, keep you alive, and sustain you is your thought life. Mm. Um, you need to ask yourself, what ideas move me? Um, I love what Craig Grishel says. He says, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. That is so powerful. Your Mm. entire life, everything that you do, the culmination of what you are doing, what you are becoming is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And 
I find it so fascinating because this is an area where there's so much research has been done around this. You know, we have anywhere from 9,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. So they say the women tend to, you know, be around the 60,000 mark. Honestly, I think for me, it's probably a little bit more. I think I'm an <laughs> But of those thoughts that we have, 85% are, for most humans, are negative. Yeah. And um, yeah, about 95% of our thoughts are repetitive from the day before. Sure. So this is powerful. You yeah. need to ask yourself what thoughts, what ideas move me. Powerful. Um, the Bible also sp- says things like, as a man thinketh, so is he. That's the power of your thoughts. So you want to make sure that you have the right thoughts, thoughts that are conducive for the growth that you want to uh, see in your life. Uh, another thing that's also very central to our growth environments is our experiences. Uh, you know, when I speak of experiences, I'm, I'm talking about those life moments, you know, I don't know, some people say I love to travel. So traveling can be an experience. If, if I were to use the traveling analogy, when I went to Singapore, just seeing the level of excellence, cleanliness in Singapore challenged me. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly think if I wanted to motivate myself, I'll go and look at what the Singaporeans are doing. And that could really be a very good experience to lift me up and make me innovative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pastor Jay, I think you should have said that, you know, like your wedding was a great experience, you know, the birth of your children, now you <laughs> all that se- kind of stuff, you know, those are really good experiences. Now you're setting me up on this episode. If my wife listens to this, like, oh, so you Robin? Okay, moving right along. Okay, so the next area is friends. I love this one because this one is, for me personally, a big one. Mm. Um, people, or not just people, I should say, the right kind of people really get me energized. They really get me inspired to grow. And so you need to ask yourself, who among my friends encourage me? Uh, something that makes up a huge part of our environment um, are the people that are in it. Mm. So sometimes if you want to change your environment, the first place you actually need to look at um, are the people who are in your environment. And you can actually start right there because the truth is you become the combined average of the people that you spend the most of your time with. Um, Proverbs 13 says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. That is powerful. So if you want to be wise, you need to walk with the wise. If you want to grow, you need to walk with people who are growing. Wow, that's deep, Robin. Um, I can honestly say most of the areas where I've grown significantly was because of the people around me. They will challenge me in areas that unless I was walking with them or doing um, life with them, uh, I would have never deliberately grown in those areas. Uh, The next one I think of is recreation. And recreation, some call it hobbies. What, what, what do you do with your downtime? Some of us are not managing our recreation time properly. We spend our extra time doing things that don't lift us up, energize us, or encourage us to grow. Um, you could take up a new sport that actually, when, when you're learning how to play the sport or the game or whatever, you feel like, wow, I am growing. So recreation, believe it or not, can have a huge impact on your environment definitely the next one is soul you need to look at your soul what Mm. is happening in your soul this is a big one for me as well because i think this is probably an area 
Um, I'm quite an emotional person. So, you know, if my soul is out of peace, my life is out of peace. Really, I know that sounds dramatic, but honestly, so this is one that I have to guard very, very carefully. I need to look at what is draining my soul, what is giving it life. Um, So what's important to ask here um, is what spiritual experiences are strengthening you? Um, You know, if you're a Christian, are you praying? Yeah. Are you worshiping? Are you spending time with God? Are you um, obtaining what you need from him as your source? And yeah. so that is so vital. You know, um, your soul, your your mind, will, your emotions, all of that make up your soul. And there's so many things that can drain it. Yeah. Um, but we need to come back to what are the things that actually give life um, to your soul. When Whenever my soul is out of peace, I am... Yeah, my whole life is falling apart. That's why for me, devotions, be it in the morning, I always say to people, I I love to do devotions every morning because at least you get to see a better Justin. (laughs) Hallelujah. All right, then your hopes. What dreams inspire you? You know, when when I think of dreams and inspiration, I think of Martin Luther. I have a dream. What dreams do you carry? What if if you don't have certain dreams that when you want to grow and maybe you demotivated, you feel like my life is going nowhere. What dreams do you go back to? Red and I, um, Red is my wife. For those who do not know, we we kind of go back to our, the prophetic words that we're given. We've got a journal where we write dreams. Sometimes it's literally a dream. Like I had a dream and I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I go back and I just read that dream and I'm like, wow. God is speaking to me. This uh, one day it's going to happen. Or we listen to a prophetic word that we carry and you're like, man, it's going to happen. And so you need to have those kind of dreams. What mm-hmm. inspires you? Do you have dreams? I love that. Um, it just made me think of the scripture. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, mm. but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Yeah. Hey, that speaks into growth. That's right. Um, it's a tree of life. A hope, a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And so, hey, that right there should inspire you to go after your hopes and dreams. I think I must start calling you Pastor Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The next one is home. I think this is a really important one um, because for a lot of people, home is where the heart is. So if your home is not a place where you can go and you can relax and you can kind of offload um, everything that you carry on the outside, you know, th- this can be draining for you. This can yeah. be hard for you if your home is not a place where it's conducive for growth. So the people in your home, um, you know, are they inspiring? Are they caring for you? Are they loving yeah. on you? Even just the physical state of your home. I think for True. me, um, I kind of immediately feel a bit out of peace if I go into a house that is just chaotic in terms of, you know, cleanliness or tidiness and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think you need to look at what is the state of your home, um, what family members are caring for you, how can your home life nourish you, sustain you, um, keep you alive. The next one I want to bring to the table is giftedness. Uh, that speaks of your gifts and your talents. You know, God has given each and every one of us a unique gift. And some have got more, some have got less, but the Bible is actually clear that everyone has some form of gift. And I I believe that God gives you those gifts because it's something that you don't work hard uh, for. It's just given. And if you identify your gifts and your talents, they are some of those that you can use to encourage yourself to grow. Like if, if you are a communicator, sometimes just 
getting uh, an opportunity to speak to share something just actually inspires you i've I've attended some conferences and just the fact that i got to speak Mm. makes me come back feeling like okay my life is not um it it doesn't suck that much or i'm not that stuck you know because i had an opportunity to use a gift that just encouraged Mm. me so giftedness is important yeah definitely because i think it also helps you just to feel like hey that that purpose it's there you know that thing that i'm going after it's there i can see it i can feel it i can experience it right now so 100 percent, you need to know your area of giftedness and you need to walk in that the next one is another one of my favorites i'm saying that about all the ones i got (laughs) um (laughs) to share about but memories i love memories um Mm. I love reflecting back on the good times in my life. I am that person uh, I could share of so many um, different experiences that I've gone through, you know, the places that I've been able to travel to where I can go through the, and I'm not joking, the 1,000 pictures that I took just from one day, uh, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and I can tell you stories about that. And often I will go back on to those pictures and I can feel those emotions again. I can feel that excitement and it inspires me for yeah. the future. It, it inspires me. It gets me pumped up. It sustains me. So I love looking at memories um what are those memories that make you smile yeah yeah that's a powerful one hey eh? could it be true that we can say uh david killed goliath because of memories wow. he just that's remembered good. hey there was a time i did this with a lion oh i, I remember a time i did this with surely that memory mo- motivated him Definitely. to take on a giant I that's that. that's really powerful and then the last one perhaps of those uh, tips that we're giving you is the books that you're reading um you know books are very very powerful and in this world it could be a digital book it could be uh, a podcast like this what you just it's some form of input what are you reading that really challenges your mind or changes the way you view things so you know i, I remember when we we're talking about this around the table i shared a few uh comments from some of our church members who said hey the moment you guys started you know this growth week podcast i put every other podcast on hold so that i can listen to you guys and i'm like wow that's good at least somebody's listening to us but (laughs) basically what they are saying is this you guys inspire me and that might not be true for everybody there are some people that don't really know us but we know that if they give us a chance robin we we can inspire them to grow but hey staying staying on point what books uh, inspire you or challenge your mind so that you can keep changing and growing? Yeah, I love that. I'm a reader. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, this is so important and I love listening to podcasts and sermons and stuff. So <laughs> I can actually see that when I haven't connected with something like that in a while, um, I can just feel that I'm almost stagnating yeah. a little bit. So I, this is something that I really always come back to time and time again. I have to come back to what am I reading? What am I watching? What am I listening to that inspires me? Yeah. N- now that you said that, uh, can I be a little bit vulnerable there are times when i'm like just not encouraged i'm not feeling like uh i want to put hours in preparing a sermon then i listen to some preachers and not that i'm listening for the message but that's the way they deliver they just inspire me and after that i just go and i'm like um i need to put more effort in what i'm doing and i grow just because i listen to somebody that's 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 good 
Yeah. So yeah, I think the point of today's conversation is really to encourage you to evaluate these various areas mm. um, in your life, you know, um, and, and maybe you can shift around your priorities a little bit where you make a bit more time to, you know, whether it's for you, it's friends, it's memories and it's books that, you know, get you going, they get you inspired to just put a little bit more time into those things and that will just help your environment yeah. to be more conducive for growth. So like we said in the beginning, growth thrives in conducive environments. If you don't get the environment right, you will never get growth right. So if your environment is not right, you need to change it. You need to do whatever you need to do to change this. So if this conversation has sparked anything for you in any particular area of your life, then that's probably where you need to start that evaluation. Mm. You need to look, hey, what do I need to change? What do I need to shift so that I can start growing and be growing at the best possible rate um so tomorrow we're going to be speaking about assessing your environment this is going to be super practical i am so excited so whatever you do do not miss tomorrow's episode another thing is that tomorrow we're going to be announcing our prize for this month so you need to tune in you need to make sure that you are listening so that you can find out what you are going to have a chance to win so subscribe share this with a friend and we will catch you again tomorrow. Until then, keep growing.